Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. My friends, our other scripture tonight comes to us from the gospel according to John. This is John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, and it's from the Message Translation. The Message Translation is a modern English translation um, meant to make the gospel accessible to everyone. So listen now for the word of the Lord. The word was first. The word present to God, God present to the word. The word was God in readiness for God from day one. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was the light to live by. The life light blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, on this night, we thank you as always for this good opportunity. Help us do something good with it. In your name we pray. Amen. It was getting dark, and it had only been a few months since I had gotten my driver's license, and it would still be several more years before cell phones became an actual thing. And my car just stopped. Just stopped. Right there on the side of the road, it stopped. And I tried to start the engine, but it was obvious that it was dead. And taking stock of what was around me, I realized that that I was actually pretty close to my best friend's house. At least pretty close if you're going to travel it by car in daylight. So I started walking. And there were two ways to get to her house. And about 15 minutes into the walking, it dawned on me that I took the wrong one. So I took the long way, the very long way, the one that had a fork in the road, the one that was in the middle of the woods. She lived and and lives on a farmstead out in the middle of nowhere. As daylight faded, I started to get a little bit nervous, and I began to walk faster. And when the last of the light was gone and I was surrounded by total darkness out there in the woods, I began to doubt myself. 
I, I began to wonder if I really knew the directions of where I was going, if, if somewhere maybe I had made a wrong turn, taken a misstep. Should I go back to where I had come from? Doubt quickly turned into fear. And then the tears started to come because fear then started to take that dangerous space called anger. Why did I have such a bad car? Why did we have to live in the country miles and miles and miles away from civilization? And right in the middle of that complete and total loss, I saw it. I saw it. It was the front porch light of my best friend's house. That light, that old porch light was, was just enough, just enough to replace that fear and doubt and anger with hope. If you looked around our country this year, the narrative seems to be that, that we are now a country of doubt and fear and anger. And we've gotten to a place where terrorism is just a word that we throw around. We just use it in casual conversation because now it's just a part of who we are as if that's okay. And it seems that we can't even go a week without hearing about the police and race relations going horribly wrong. And we briefly, Americans ever so briefly, woke up to the realities of the rest of the world when we saw a little boy's body wash ashore in Turkey this year. Our election season itself, long before election day, showed the very worst of our country and showcased so very little about what's good about us. It was almost as though we just turned against ourselves. At an all-time low point, our current first lady was on a national television interview this week, and, and she said, she said, many Americans are now feeling what it's like to have no hope. Well, that moment, that moment should have been the moment where it hit all of us, regardless of, of where we come from politically or geographically or socially or economically. That should have been the moment where it hit us as followers of Jesus Christ, as ones who believe in him that something is horribly wrong and Mrs. Obama is horribly mistaken because our hope, our true hope, our only hope has nothing to do with what happens in Washington, D.C. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ. And that's been our story and that's been our heritage from the very beginning, from that moment of his birth. Two young people were living in a world of political chaos, a world that they really had no control over. It had been years and years, and although the powers that be had changed, with each passing regime, things just got worse for the everyday people. In the midst of that, we have this young woman, and she finds out that she's pregnant, which is a reality that she will not be able to hide from her fiancé, from her family, from her community. And a young man on the brink of marriage finds out that his intended is pregnant, and the baby is not his. Life is already very hard for this young carpenter, and this is going to make it even harder. 
There will be social, not to mention major economic consequences as a result of this news. But do you know that Mary and Joseph never once, never once considered the Roman government as a source of hope for them? They knew better. Not once in any of the gospel tellings of this night, of the night of the birth of Christ, is there ever any mention of an outside source of hope for this young couple apart from the love and grace of God. And then, as Mary's pregnancy continues, instead of grace, instead of grace, more was put upon the couple. It just got harder for them. Now they had to travel to Bethlehem, and they had to participate in the census. Nowadays, doctors say women shouldn't even get on a plane post seven months. Nobody ever had a discussion with her about travel by donkey. Many days of travel. There was no grace from the Romans, no understanding of her situation. Mary and Joseph walked a long and winding road that at any moment, at any moment should have given them pause for doubt and fear and anger. And then they finally make it to Bethlehem. If you've been on a long trip, you know that the first thing that you want to do when you get somewhere is get to where you're going, close the door behind you, sit down, and just take a deep breath. But as Mary and Joseph get closer to town, the lights start going out one by one. The closer they get, the darker it becomes. There was simply no room. It wasn't about animosity or racism or status or because the innkeeper was a bad guy or because the relatives were terrible. It was a group of people coming out of a time that was filled with exhaustion and frustration and everything and everyone was filled to capacity amidst rising tensions with doubt, with fear, with anger, with frustration. So doors started closing, and lights went out, and people started walking away from each other. The story that that we love to tell at Christmas, especially Christmas Eve, is that angelic and, and peaceful moment. But that moment didn't just happen. We didn't just go from peace unto peace unto peace. There had to be a turning point that gets us from doubt and fear and anger into hope. And that moment was the birth of Jesus. The message translation tells it this way. The word was first. The word present to God. Jesus with God. God present to the word. The word was God in readiness for God from day one. When you translate it, you'll find Word and Savior and Jesus, they all go together. Everything was created through Him and nothing, not one thing came into being without Him. And what came into existence was life. Jesus Christ brought life. When you look at a new baby, and and we have several in this congregation, when you look at them, you see life. So yeah, Jesus came as a baby to remind us that he is life. And what came into existence was life, and that life was the light to live by. The light life blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. 
right out of the darkness of a very heavy tension and closed doors and animosity and hate and fear and doubt came this light. This very small light, a single light in the darkness. And John says that what came into existence in Jesus was life. And that life was a light that we could live by. This is not, this Christmas story, it's not about just one holy night. It's not about stepping by the, stopping by the weary road and listening to the angels sing. It's not about the star in Bethlehem shining so brightly. Tonight is the night when a light, a life came into being so that there would never be total darkness again. There would always be a light that would bring us back home to the heart of God. And in the heart of God, there is no fear, there is no anger, there is no doubt. It is a place of peace and deep abiding love. And then in this next part, in in verse 14, this is for each of you. So the word then became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. And we got to see it. We got to see that glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous, inside and out, true from start to finish. Jesus moved into the neighborhood, not a gated community, not a gated community, right? Uh huh. He moved into my neighborhood, and he moved into your neighborhood, and he moved into that neighborhood. You know that neighborhood? Jesus moved in there as well. He moved into my best friend's neighborhood with her one little house on that dark country road. Generous, inside and out. True, start to finish. Always thinking about us. No closed doors. No closed doors. No exhaustion. No exasperation, fear, or doubt. Jesus came in the darkness to light the world to a place that would lead us to the heart of love so we wouldn't have to be afraid anymore he is the definition of generosity and authenticity no ulterior motives jesus didn't come looking to use you or abuse you he came so that you wouldn't have to be afraid anymore so that you wouldn't have to be alone so that you wouldn't be forgotten or shamed or abandoned in our darkest moments individually and and as a nation, as a world, there will always, there will always be a light that gets left on for us. And that light, friends, let me be so clear, will not come from a liquor store. It will not come from a hospital. It will not come from the White House. The light that shines in the darkness comes directly from the heart of God. He is generous And he is true. God gave us Jesus. Jesus gave us life, of which there is no greater generosity. So as you head out into the world on this holy night, what will you do? What will you do? What will you give that will bring light into the darkness? What door are you going to open What forgiveness are you going to show? What conversation are you going to have? What reflection of Jesus Christ in your life can you share 
that is going to be a light for others. We've all had moments of walking in the darkness, of, of being afraid in doubt and fear and in anger, and we all needed just a little bit of light, just a little bit to bring us hope. The light of the world is in the heart of the followers of God. So take the light with you tonight. Let me pray for us. Lord God, we, we confess that as a nation, this, is, this has been a crazy year. And for many of us individually, it has been a challenging year. And there have been moments of doubt and fear and anger. But tonight, we usher in hope. We look for peace. We abide in love. Lord, hear your people as we pray. In your name, we do so. Amen.